Blazing hot on this motherfucker. Woo! You hear me? Woo! Blazing hot. Woo! Here we go. You ready? You I'm, ready I'm, for this? I'm, I'm ready? ready. Fuck Pringles. <laughs> Fuck Pringles right in the ear. What a bullshit snack. Pringles were fun for about three weeks when I was 10 when they first came out. Pringles is, uh, I'm going to say, Lies it in a can? The worst snack food there is. Lies in a can. Lies in a can. Yes. Okay. So, problem number one. I have reasons. I'm not just saying fuck Pringles. Oh no. Uh, for no reason. I mean, we all know the canister. Humongous problem. I'm not buying your product. If to finish your product, I have to make a goddamn mess of myself or my countertop. Mm-hmm. Eat all of the bags of shit. Well, you pretty much have to sacrifice a little blood every time to get the last couple. If you don't flip it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's either that, or, yeah, or I spill fucking Pringles dust on my chest while I'm laying in bed. Mm. Because, you know... They demand their blood sacrifice. That's, that's where you eat Pringles. Second of all... Yes. Uh, they taste terrible. Yes. Their, their flavor compounds are not good. With, and, I guess, one exception, the sour cream and onion is fine. But the, the OG recipe, the texture was off. It was something that was supposed to hit, supposed to hit all your taste buds, you know, hitting that fat, salt, sugar content. How could it be so fucking miserable? I, I don't know. Oh, shit, I kicked the table. But also, why are they, like, strangely greasy? Now, when you open up a bag of potato chips, they are greasy, yes. There's and nothing you, strange about that yeah, grease. You, you know why, because they are potatoes deep fat fried. Mm-hmm. It's, they're going to be greasy. Yep. Why are Pringles, like, but they're not greasy in that manner. They're that, like... Oily, almost. It's, like the difference between grease and oil, obviously, right. very negligible. But like, it's a weird, thick kind of like coating on them. That, it's, it's got an odd viscosity. It doesn't. Um, the grease doesn't allow enough moisture to balance the grains once you break that thing. So your tongue's dry, but there's not enough fat to coat that. No. And it's salty on top of it. It's like saying "fuck you." I'm a snack. Yeah, Pringles are the fucking worst. Now, there are other snacks kind of like it. Munchos, for example, yes, are faintly similar. They're not a potato chip. They're a potato crisp. They don't even claim to be a chip. No, they are a crisp. Right, so you tell me it's a chip, better be a fucking chip. But Munchos are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you remember Tato Skins? No. They came in the yellow bag. Oh, dear. They had, like, the cheddar and bacon flavor. I don't know if they make them anymore. Also, a fine snack. Ah. Fantastic. What the fuck is going on with Pringles and there being, like, half potato? Like, I I understand they're made out of potato, but Mm. that is not any form of potato that I choose to recognize. It's like potato dextrose. It's like a a potato construct. Yes. It's horrendous. Recombinant potato. And have you ever met somebody who, like, just regularly eats Pringles? Um, I, I believe if I found out, I would no longer associate with well, them. Well, I'm, I'm not, like, going as far as that. Just no, to, like, break no. off all ties if somebody eats Pringles. No, but, but I also I can't think of anybody. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of the last time I honest to God bought Pringles. And I think about six years ago, I got some for the kids' snacks because they asked for them. 
And guess what? They've never asked for them again. No. No. And if you meet somebody who, like, really does like Pringles, you kind of got to think, like, I don't think I like that person. Like, just them in general. Do you recomb the hair on the head in your refrigerator every night, or you just let it flow? I don't understand what that means at all, and I'm very confused by that statement. Were you to have Pringles, I would suspect that you would keep a head in your refrigerator. It was just a long way around. Oh, I, I was going to say, oh, God, James is going on about some weird Chicago thing where their fridges have hair, and I don't know what's happening. It's okay. I don't know what's going on in this far-off land. Uh, far, far away. Speaking of far-off lands, hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so we, you don't have to, God damn you, you fucked me up with your nonplussed... Shaven face. I, well, that and just, I tried to get a good intro that led into... The movie, sort of, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. Yes. My name is Chris Faff, and I'm one of your hosts. <laughs> and I am James Triumphant Marino, <laughs> yeah. the other one of your hosts. <laughs> I'm real browbeaten right now. I thought that one would get you. Usually I can get you, but it seems like almost every other week. You no, you, just... you teed up, and then I, then I added to it, and I'm like, oh, he's going to go, he's not going to go into it. I just gave it back to him. And he's like, oh, no, he went into it. Fuck yeah. It was so, nice. So, James. Yes. We're doing something that we don't do very often. What, um, makes sense? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Didn't we're, want to change things. We're, we're doing a zombie movie. Yes. Specifically, 1979's Zombie. Hey! Uh, written by Elisa Brigante and Dardano Sacchetti, and directed by the legendary Lucio Fulci. Mm-hmm. Starring Tisa Farrow as Ann Bowles, Ian McCulloch as Peter West, and Richard Johnson as Dr. Menard. Mm-hmm. James. Yes. You gorgeous son of a bitch. Tee-hee. How'd you like Zombie? Fucking liked it. You liked Zombie? Yes, I did. See, you were very reticent going into this to watch well, Zombie. When I first started this, I said, I don't want to see Dargento, I don't want to see Fulci, I don't want to see any of that weird fucking, you know, because... I'm a horror virgin, basically. And so I'm like, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. Now I'm like, I'm glad we've gone through what I went through so I could see this movie. So, like I said before, we don't cover a lot of zombie films. I don't think we... Uh, but um, Ghouls, maybe, but uh, zombies now. There's a few reasons for that. Uh, there's something that I want to circle back to, but I want to get it out of the way now. Zombies are pretty much like the tent pole, the flagship... They're a, a major character in horror. Yeah. And we don't cover them a lot. Ooh, there's we don't a reason do Dracula for that. movies a lot. There's, there's a reason yeah. for that. And I think it's because a lot of zombie movies are bad. Mm-hmm. They're just not very good. And uh, the main reason, I find a lot of zombie movies boring. Mm-hmm. Like, or, extremely boring. I don't mind the zombie movies, I guess. But I hate the ones that now I've seen a bunch of them. I hate the ones that have like overt, overt, overt message. See, now, I mean, I, I'm not, again, I'm not a huge zombie person, but I do recognize them as being like one of, if not the most important, like characters in the genre. Well, or, yes, since what? Since uh, they're dead. That's what I was going to say. And with the exceptions of your nights of, dawns of, and days of your living dead, mm -hmm. this, is, I think, might be as good as it gets. Uh, with a couple other exceptions, there's obviously your trains to Busan. I remember the, the movie that I saw when I was a kid. 
I'm, I'll but, get back to that. Yeah. And uh, depending on who you talk to, you're 28 days later. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, yeah, like zombies with a twist. Exactly. But a lot of the zombie films that are out there, especially like your classic zombie films, mm-hmm. I don't really like, and I find them just boring, to be honest. You're like a city of the living deads, mm-hmm. except for it having uh, Uncle Joe from uh, <laughs> Willy Wonka in it. It's, it's fine, but it's just boring. And there's a reason for that, because zombie films can't be about the zombies, Mm-mm. because just watching zombies rip people apart boring yeah it's inherently boring it's something that you need as like a little bit of like salt on the eggs yeah you need a zombie eating somebody yeah and zombie films have to be about human characters the human condition yeah exactly and and whatever state the zombie apocalypse is in that film Mm -hmm. you have to really reflect reflect uh the human relationships and the amount of desperation Mm mm-hmm in those, and that's a really hard thing to do. It, like, it's not yeah. e- because you have to write a human story, and if you're just trying to write a cheap zombie flick because it's one of the easiest to do, you're probably not going to pay a whole lot of attention to that and mainly focus on the zombie killing. Yeah. Which again, <sighs> it's it's exciting when it needs to happen in a mm-hmm. zombie film, and that's why I think like Dawn of the Dead is probably the best. Well, a lot of uh, about the same that. could be said for a lot of genres too, because when slashers were the thing for thirty years, some movies were just about how many kills can we get in twenty minutes? How yeah. many kills can we get? And that's what you know. Some of the zombie movies have become also. Yeah, I'm following. I'm following. But, I mean, in the recent resurgence, I think it's begun with, like, maybe your 28 Days Later is leading into your Walking Deads. Mm-hmm. Zombies are, uh, like I said, just a cornerstone tentpole right. of horror. And I think besides your, again, Nights of, Dawns of, and Days of the Dead, I think this is about as good as zombies get. I, I, that's my personal opinion that I'm throwing out there. Yeah. I mean, barring one exception, again, people don't, talk, don't often talk about it as a serious zombie movie, but Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Shaun of the Dead's a fantastic film. Right, right. But I'm just saying that it, I, I want to make sure that gets in there because it is a genre movie. It is part of this, this discussion, I guess. Right. And that's what I was going to lead into, too, is if, like, just saying that zombies pretty much are horror. Mm-hmm. You can do a comedy with a murderer. Right. But it's not a horror comedy. You add zombie to anything, and it's immediately a horror comedy because the implication of zombies is obviously violence, yeah. mindless violence. I was going to say, no matter how funny the situation is, the end result is, bite you, you're going to be a zombie. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, have you seen Fido? I saw about 20 minutes of it. Fido is an all right horror <coughs> comedy. Again, I'm not huge on horror comedies, mm-hmm. and especially zombie stuff, because, again, you have to focus on everything but the zombies, effectively. Yeah. And that's kind of my big rant about zombie films And mm-hmm. before we get into this. But uh, since there's not a whole lot to this movie, it's pretty. It's your pretty standard zombie flick. It's like, well, yes, and it's like a giallo it's like a giallo zombie flick. Yes. It you know sure what I mean? Is. So you throw the giallo on the zombie flick. Fuck yes. Uh-huh. Uh, plus, I mean, uh, let's just break the seal on it. Uh-huh. Shark v. Zombie. Oh, fuck to the yeah. I, I mean, 
uh, how are you going to get better than that? <laughs> well, if, if your last name isn't fucking Romero, how are you going to do better than that? Well, the, the other thing, too, is it's like, who else is going to have that blatant disregard for human life mm-hmm. to get that shot? Yep. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, it was the shark trainer who did all of that. I don't know how you train a shark. Oh, they also, like, tranquilized it. Oh, they did, lot. but they also made it circle the boat so often it was... They said, oh, it's going to be exhausted. You'll be okay. Uh-huh. They exhausted a fucking, like, a prehistoric killing machine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tickle it under its chin and see if you can do that, too? What yeah. the fuck? Hey, and why don't we throw a camera underwater and have a dude dressed as a zombie kind of, like, fight it? <laughs> yes, kind of stand there and move side to side real quick. Like, it's incredible what you could get away with when you have zero regard for human mm-hmm. life or animal life or mm-hmm. well that that really made me scared when I saw that when I saw that shot later they shot to a beagle or a dog and I'm like what the fuck are they going to do that dog <laughs> I, I fucked actors actresses I'm like it, I already know they don't care but if they kill the dog I'm going to have to 86 this movie right now well I think this movie has the benefit of having like my favorite kind of zombies and that is like the caused by supernatural forces zombies. Because mm-hmm. there's always the, you know, it could be a, a mutated virus. It could mm-hmm. be blah, 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 blah. But this movie pretty explicitly like, I've been looking for a cure and I can't find anything. Yep. It, yeah, because it's supernatural. And I, it, it, it's probably very culturally insensitive. Like, it clearly is. Oh, it is. Culturally yeah. insensitive. But... I like, would say there's no overt message to this movie. It was full cheap. No, but uh, like I, I'm very interested in like the Caribbean, like uh, voodoo-y kind of magic stuff. As much as it might be bullshitted for Hollywood and everything else, mm-hmm. I get it. But I don't know why, but stuff like that really interests me. Mm-hmm. Because it's taking the concept that... And they explain it in this film, even. Yeah. It came from parts of Catholicism and yeah, African yeah. rights from the slave trade. Yeah. And that's how it came about. And the idea that there's uh, effectively something created by humans that unlocked something in the earth to make the dead rise mm-hmm. and attack other human beings, like, I just think that's cool. Yes. Well, and that's. I think what, it's cool. When, I, when, I, when they started talking about the island stuff, and it, it wasn't a, a, a global whatever, it wasn't a virus, it wasn't anything. I was reminded, and I remembered the name of the movie. It was called White Zombie, and it was like 1930-something. Ooh, James. Yeah. You might have just hit the next one that we do on the head, because I was going to try and string some zombie movies along for it's us. It's fucking... I, I, okay, now you got to remember, I saw this when I was 11 on Creature Features, and, you know, uh-huh. fucking... So I... My memory, but it's I, on Shudder. Oh, sweet, because I swear it was Bella Lugosi, but they were on an island, and the the... Some the the dead were walking and all and and the the uh, mood the way he filmed it was very reminiscent of that, at least to my memory. I'm like because it really it really rang that bell. But and, yeah, so I, I really like that too because that was like what I don't know if you ever saw Serpent in the Rainbow, <laughs> James. Yes, you just number two to another movie that I wanted us to do in this string of zombie flicks. Sweet, because uh, I will tell you, I for about. Eight or nine years, like I, I'm fascinated reading about cults for ten years, and I was reading about like all the all the different voodoo religions. Not I won't I won't call it voodoo because that is uh, rude, but but just for but but for, just for yeah. a generic term yeah. because I don't have anything better to call it other right. than like Caribbean mysticism, and that might even be just as that bad. Would, yeah, well, either way, for what the common parlance voodoo voodoo 
Right. Um, the the uh, rituals of uh, you know raising the dead or having spirits possess is very very common, and and I loved to reading about it and knowing as much as I could about it. So when they said it was that in this movie, I'm like, oh, what a relief! It, it, it's actual what we we've heard of, you know. And I want to get back to, uh, before we actually, like, really dive into the film, I guess. I guess, you know, in, a, in about ten minutes when we actually start this podcast. <laughs> yeah, when we get around to doing the things instead of just what we want to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, the thing that we do. Yeah, this podcast. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah. But uh, I think zombies are pretty much the perfect, like, character for horror. For a couple different reasons. Uh one, because either due to mystical forces that are unnatural or uh, like a virus or plague of some sort, it really takes us completely out of our human element. And for them to rise from the dead, also, it, it, it gets us on like not only a... A level of reality, but almost like morals as well, because they rise from the dead. That breaks your brain because it's completely unnatural. We, it's the one law of nature that we know is definite. Mm -hmm. And seeing that has to absolutely break your brain. And that's why I kind of like the doctor in this film. Oh, absolutely. But also then it offending us on not, I don't morals, the wrong word. I've but got, the fact I know that they exactly what you're trying to say. Feed on human flesh. Mm -hmm. it, it's turning something that used to be you into just a mindless murder machine that's completely unnatural. It, it, it is against every natural order that there is. And that's why I think getting right down to it, like a monster, yeah, monsters are scary, I guess. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like, you know, your Draculas, your werewolves, and what have you. Ghosts are scary. But ghosts can seem to, you know, be pleased or satiated at uh, something. A zombie apocalypse is something that's unstoppable, but it's killable. It's finite. Yes, but it's the sheer number and the surprise. Everything about zombies is just... It screams horror, and that's why I wanted us to like well, the maybe sit down and watch some real zombie movies. Initial, initial zombie apocalypse is the scary and the jump-ups and that. But what they've never gotten into is flesh decays. We can pave shit. We know how they die. Everybody who dies now gets incinerated. We'll get this. You know what I'm saying? But to your point, though, the biggest point that you made is that what makes the um, zombies the perfect thing for a horror movie is absolutely blameless if you are possessed by an entity there's that dichotomy a human being and you have to kill that real live human to kill whatever um hauntings outside monsters psychopaths this thing blameless it lives to kill so if i kill it all the kills are justified all the kills are morally unambiguous fucking do it or die it's blameless yes it looks like your mom but it's not you shoot it in the head and that's one of the things that i like if i do like i really enjoy like obviously night of the living dead because it's a oh, yeah. small cast yes it's a small cast stuck in a house 
when you put zombies in cities and there are giant hordes of zombies, mm -hmm. visually it's fine, but I kind of lose interest. I don't want to watch hide and seek. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's it's getting to know like these characters intimately that while there is this looming presence mm -hmm. and when it's set on an island like this it's a small community right. you're you're shooting obviously they're natives of another continent effectively <coughs> but you're shooting jim right well and and that um, <coughs> made this movie a lot better had i watched it any time in my life before this i'd lose some of it but i moved from big place to small place and i just thought about it what happens if, you know, I know everybody that bags my groceries and I see everybody that I see, you know, all the time. Now I'm faced with, you know, shooting. Exactly. Jim, Jim, the grocery bagger. I got to shoot. I got to shoot Carl from work. What the fuck? This sucks. I know it's not them, but I've got to do it. You know, so, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. And, and that's where I think uh, a film like Maggie really dropped the ball is that they paid too much attention though mm -hmm. to uh, the uh character uh, how do i want to say uh the character relationships obviously right. as his daughter had been bitten and now it's this character study it lacked the violence that a zombie film needs and the other two it it it, it showed you that it there was a maintenance of the human being inside so it's not the typical zombie and a typical zombie if it opens its eyes and sees you, it's going to fucking bite you. It's not Jim's still in there. He's still kind of, because look, he's still got the frying pan, you know, whatever. No, there's fucking, there's nothing there. Kill it. And that's why everything has to be about the characters. It has to be about the story. But it makes it extra anxiety and scary. Exactly. And that's why, like... When we see the doctor just absolutely going mad in this, it's because everyone around him is dying. Yep, and he's got to shoot each and every one of them. <laughs> While not looking, because that's how you handle a gun. Absolutely. Did, did you notice that? That was the most ridiculous-looking <laughs> pistol I've ever seen in my life. I'm not <laughs> expert in firearms, and I know enough to go, what the fuck? That thing isn't even... That looks so skinny that it couldn't hold bullets. I'm like, the fuck kind of... Right, and one of the things that I especially like about not only your Romero films, but this one is almost especially, is I don't like a fast zombie. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it, call me a traditionalist, I guess, or whatever, but like, I don't like the fast zombies because it's an immediate threat. Mm -hmm. And it, obviously, you've seen my taste in films. I like a good slow burn, a looming threat. Oh, yeah. Something that just ratchets up tension constantly. And like with your 28 Days Later, you know, immediately we see these zombies just hauling ass. And yeah, it's terrifying. But. Well, see, that when, was cool once. But when you look at a film like Zombie, they're, when they walk into the clinic and there's like three zombies just sitting on the floor. And they almost look ape-like, mm -hmm. like just sitting on the floor, slowly eating their guts. Yep. And that is, again, the perfect character for horror. Just this, like you said, mindless. But, and this is where the tension ratcheted up, just in that scene. <coughs> they looked up, saw them, and, and the knuckleheads are like, gotta go. And they're trying to be quiet, but like, yeah. But they go, and, and the ones that are three feet away in any other zombie movie, they would have made that jump. But no, they're fucking looking. Oh, we'll get you. Yeah. 
we know where you are now. It is the looming mm-hmm. threat. And I, I, I don't know how exactly how I feel about the conquistador thing. Okay, but... I've got one thing to say about that. They missed one thing that would have made me absolutely... I don't care if it was animatronic, stupidest. I don't care if it was claymation. If they would have had one of them fucking conquistador's horses with that just one front plate, just get up, with a <laughs> conquistador on the back, I, I, I would have married this movie. I would have fucking married this movie. You know, I'm sure if they had the money to do it, I'm sure Fulci would have loved to have done that as well. Oh, man. Cause, oh, but it, they, the, they came up with the one shot that I remembered from this whole movie. Now, I hated the shot for one reason. It's like all of the zombies look like they, they just look like cardboard or, you know, plaster of Paris. And I'm like, man. But then the one with the maggot eyes came up. I'm like, fucking, I know that shot. I know uh-huh. it's iconic. Even not knowing horror, just just being a straight-up knucklehead, I know that image right there. And I was like, oh, there it is, there it is. Oh. And this is very often uh, incorrectly credited as being like Dawn of the Dead Part 2. Oh. Because they were pretty much accused of trying to ride the coattails of Romero when actually, like, obviously they had started all the scripting and production before, before that came out, yeah. Exactly. And I think the thing that separates this and Romero is Romero, especially in Dawn of the Dead, I mean, just using it as a comparison, there's fun in it. Mm-hmm. Like when they're locked in that mall, they show the characters interacting and like trying to pull together some semblance of a life. Mm-hmm. In this film, they, they rip all of the fun right out of it. Zero fun. And it is a desperate situation and i'm not sure which works better for me because in obviously in dawn of the dead they're having fun you know the bikers come in in the mall and like even that's just kind of a fun scene and this doesn't have any of that (coughs) it's uh it's your typical fulci it's fucking bleak Mm mm-hmm I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I need my zombie movie to be a real bummer. <laughs> well, this is why I like the Jallo aspect. Because it gave you some TNA. You know what I mean? There was <laughs> yeah, yep. creep, creepy old dudes creeping on young du- or younger chicks. There was, you know, all, all the shit you need. You know, and goofy looking cops. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's real Italian. Oh, yeah. So... That that took me out of the bleakness because I couldn't completely immerse myself in this movie because it had no realism to me. You know, I had to kind of put myself into it. So just the whole style of it made it okay. That's what pulled it all together for me, really. And, I mean, this is widely considered, anyway, one of just the most gory fucking zombie movies ever. It's Fulci. Uh, you're going to get some gore. Right, but I would say this movie came out in 79, right? Yes. There were movies as gory. However, the biggest difference is the amount of gore is not, well, if we just take instances of gore, okay? Yeah. Not over the top. What was over the top was the actual gore. Like, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. The, 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 obviously, you know, the, the one where she needs some visine. Who? 
I had to force myself to watch because I was waiting for the cutaway. I was waiting for the cutaway. I was, fuck me running. They just didn't. Just just to be sure, you're referring to the doctor's wife, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So the scene is is that she's showering, and she gets out, and she's getting ready, and a zombie's coming through the door. Oh, hell yeah. And it's one of those where, like, oh, well, she got the dresser or whatever in Mm -hmm. front of the door, like, yeah, it was just going to be a good zombie scare, and yeah. she's going to run and get her husband. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> that fucker reaches through the wood paneling. And this is, a, what I'm talking about, this being one of the best zombie films of all time. I mean, 79 Italian production, it's cheap. It, yeah, you, it's, 30, not, it's not $30,000. It's not 2023 quality CGI. $30,000. When you can gross me out with the cheap effects like they did, in pulling this woman's eyeball into a shard of wood from mm-hmm. this broken paneling and then breaking it off in her eye. Yep. Holy fucking shit. That is exquisite filmmaking. That was the entire budget of this entire fucking movie. And the part the, the thing that makes me the most uncomfortable is when they just had the actual actress that close. I know. To something. It was so goddamn and prior to doing that prior to doing that they pulled us the viewer that close because i was forced to watch this on my phone so i'm holding the phone like this right in front of my face right so when the point comes in it's at my glasses i'm like no and so when they did it it made it that much worse because he set us up for that i was like oh dear no no yeah because they did it slowly we knew what was happening and it was inevitable like the zombies like the slow inevitable movement of the zombies that death was the exact same way oh and they could have stopped it right there Mm -hmm. but to have it break off in her eye Mm -hmm. Just the instinct, the horror instincts. Oh my God. It's unreal, man. It's so goddamn good. Like, there's a reason that Fulci is a name in horror, that they never had the budget to make these big, grand things. Mm-hmm. But with what they had, what they did with it is fucking incredible. Well, yeah. And, and when I was trying to do research for this, because I had more than enough spare time for a change. I'm like, I kept coming up Zombie 2, and I couldn't figure out why I was called Zombie 2. The original Dead movie came through Argento into Europe. So he recut it, called it one thing. There's no, like, restrictions on what you fuck you can call a movie. You can call anything a sequel in Italy at that time. Oh, yeah, very loose rules in Italy. Right, so he said, I already made the name. I already made, fuck it, now this is a sequel, fuck to the U, because you know he he was he had a really great relationship with Argento from when I was reading. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> Those two fucking weirdos. And the other thing that was fucking with me is, like, I, I've watched dub movies my whole life, barring the shitty Shaw Brothers dubs that I watch with kung fu movies. They usually do an okay job. You kind of recognize the actors. They give it a shot. And every Italian movie I watched, I was like, "Fuck me running! Why is it so bad?" There's a long story for it. I'm not going to tell, but there's a reason that the shitty dubbing, they don't care. When he was filming this, he's let his Italian actors speak in Italian and English actors speak in English and, and fuck them. And the, any of the other, like the natives were just speaking their native dialect. Yes. If from, yeah, from everything that I know about this, they would just f- film movies without sound yep. whatsoever and go back and just 
do it and post. Well, it's because um, distribution no everywhere. Prior even to that, when Mussolini was in power, he wouldn't let any of the audio go out because he was afraid that they were going to send messages out. <laughs> so they would dub them in studio. The Italian audience grew so used to that that fuck it. They a they didn't care, and b fuck it. It's we cheaper. like it. That's that's part of how we watch movies. You yeah. can eat a bowl, and, and it's actually like. It's not done well because, my God, the dubbing is pretty bad in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. But it's actually a pretty brilliant idea as a filmmaker because, like, hey, we got these Italians that we can use. Oh, we have these American actors that all want to. It, so that we don't have communication issues. Fuck it. We're not, we're not going to have sound. We'll just put everything in and post. It's fine. Yep. Have everybody sit down. A couple of cups of tea. Let's dub. Uh-huh. And, like I said, just... The way that the story progresses in this, mm -hmm. it's everything that, like, again, short of Romero films, which is everything that you could want in a zombie film, mm -hmm. this is about as good as you can ask for. I mean, they find the dead on a boat just floating in New York Harbor. Yep. A reporter catches wind of it, sneaks onto the boat. The boat owner's daughter finds him. They go off on an adventure. Okay. Creep. Delicious. <laughs> that guy. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here. I know a way we can hide from the cops. <laughs> Let's get all disheveled now. Let me hop on you. I'm gonna be grinding while the cops oh. come in. Our our introduction to him is he grabs her Ooh. and pulls her into the shadows and says, Don't you scream. I'm a reporter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when I take my hand off your mouth. You're not going to scream, right? I'm a reporter. <laughs> okay. My name is Peter West. I'm a reporter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So they hook up with some Americans that they find mm -hmm. who, you know, we have to go to Matul. Yep. Matul. Yep. Because that's where her father was doing his work because she finds a letter that he wrote to her. Yep. I've never been a good father, but I've always loved you. Mm -hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me. They go off to find this island with these Americans. Meanwhile, it's intercut with this doctor who's dealing with this fucking plague on his hands. Mm -hmm. And, man, as far as, like, zombie film scientists or doctors go, this guy might be my favorite. Well, he looked like a harried, like, a guy who had been working, you know, for the Peace Corps for a while, and he kind of grew accustomed to island life, and now it's all fucked up, which is the whole reason he didn't want to be doing his practice in the States. Yeah. And, or wherever he was, and, and he played that just spot fucking perfect. He, he is a man who is losing his fucking mind. Mm -hmm. Like, he is absolutely coming apart at the seams, at, but he's the only one there who can even kind of do something about it. Which involves him tying people in shrouds and shooting them in the fucking head. Yep. Uh, being there when they expire, and basically, like, him and his assistant just, like... <laughs> <laughs> bullshitting until like mm -hmm. eh, is is it gonna rise ah fuck another one that's the other one i thought she was gonna get away too uh -huh. I, I thought there was gonna be more at the end there was not no <laughs> no and that and, finger scene when she slammed that finger in the door oh uh, oh i i um that was difficult to watch too <laughs> and i think just the interstitial parts of this as well like after the uh reporter and the americans uh the daughter get to the island mm-hmm they're showing, uh, like, the doctor's island helper. Yeah. Like, his uh, friend or assistant, the, the native. Yeah, yeah. And they're just carrying bodies out. 
and just dumping them in these fucking graves. And he was about to you put dirt on him. He's like, now there's going to be more. Uh-huh. Fuck me. Uh-huh. They didn't have to show me 100 bodies. They, they showed me the whole island was gone, or most of the island was gone, just by this gigantic open pit grave. Yep. And, I mean, it's a movie, so if you're not really, like... I, I know you and I try and put ourselves in these films when we watch them, because yeah. obviously we have to really experience get into them yeah yeah experience them so we can talk about them for a podcast there's not a lot of films that have the balls to just show you open like mass graves i know what full about? of these bodies and this like you said hairy doctor who is so fucking concerned that everything around him is just turning to death and figure how long he's been on that island he knows everybody there intimately he watched his colleague die and mm-hmm. then had to shoot him in the head. And that's why just seeing this man have any sort of composure yep. is incredible. And the actor playing him is just spot on and showing the, you know, like, I, I have to keep my head about me. Yep. But I'm also going completely insane at the same time. And this is this is at a period too. Think about like your usual like your leading men. Yeah, they didn't have to look any sort of way in this that movie. Is, that is one of my favorite things about watching old movies like this, mm-hmm. like uh, especially like The Fog and Halloween Three. <laughs> the your star is Tom Atkins. Yep, there you go. Hell yeah, and and, and he is busy fucking. <laughs> If you are over the age of 20, 60-year-old Tom Atkins is not interested. (laughs) He is a fuck machine in both of those movies. And yeah, you could just have a leading man that, yeah, the American dude who's just like a dude. Okay, that you want to know that guy that looked like like fucking Grizzly Adams and shit? Uh Uh-huh. Italian as fuck. Oh, yeah. He was like the most Italian guy on the crew. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, Ian McCullough, just the, your, your kind of balding, like he Euro looks like trash. a yeah, yeah, he looks like a reporter. Yep, <laughs> yeah. And it, well, all the guys, all the English dudes in here could act their asses off. And they were in a different movie, but they were fucking acting. Let me tell you. And uh, the uh, the American wife that oh god again, I. She likes to go skin diving. Yeah, I hadn't really been paying attention. While she's skin diving, obviously, she's got the, like, cap on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, she's gorgeous. Oh, hells yeah. There's a reason that, obviously, they got her naked in this movie. Mm -hmm. Because she's gorgeous. Then she takes her cap off. And I was like, oh, she's got hair like Rhea Perlman. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like fucking Carla from Cheers. Like, what the hell is happening with her hair? Uh, Oh, this is 1979 as shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Let's go swimming in gauze. Yeah. In a coral reef. Yeah, that's going to be great. And she says, hold the phone for a minute. I want to get some diving, and I want to take some shots. Now, this being 1979, and these being Americans just tooling around in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure if she meant underwater photography or if she just wanted to do some shots and, goes, and go swimming. I thought you could do a couple bumps in a rail, fucking shoot one and go swimming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, like you do. Oh, oh, my goodness. And you can tell the budget on it because there, there's all the shots in New York. Everything that was shot in New York, it looks like they were like, 
okay, we got we got the we got the uh, tour we got we got the tour ferry for twenty minutes. Yep. <laughs> Don't tell anybody we're fucking here. Hide the camera. Hide the camera. Just fucking, we're gonna do it. Yeah, I go. For, I forget exactly who, but there is some like very like a high-ranking member of some company in New York. Oh, mm. I think it, it's uh, Rupert Murdoch. That, oh, yeah. they, that they bothered during this film. Like, they interrupted a meeting oh, and very much angered Rupert Murdoch. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. 1979 Italian production. You think they're paying the city of New York? No, nah, they're stealing shots, boy. And they're probably calling their cousins. Hey, hey, can you get me in over here? Do you know the union guys? Oh, yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the policemen that were yeah. on the boat, those were just New York City cops. Uh-huh. And they said it was great because they didn't have to buy costumes. They just brought their own uniforms. Mm-hmm. Back when you could do that as a New York City cop, like, yeah, I'm going to just be in this fucking zombie movie. I might as well get paid legally. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> it. Take my kickbacks like a actual paid person. Thank you very much. Not uh, to suggest that the uh, police department is corrupt in any way. No. It's, the, the NYPD? In 79, not at all. <laughs> Upstanding citizens all. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to this day. Mm-hmm. Fucking New York. God, I hate New York City. Mm-hmm. Okay, but to be fair, the two times that I have ever been to New York City, I've effectively just been stranded in New York City. Well, I've been three times, one or twice on purpose. One, I'm like, how the fuck did I get in New York? Yeah, that's kind of how my last trip to New York went. The one where I kind of was like, how the fuck did I get here was not not my... My finest day. No, if you have uh, not two nickels to rub together, New York City's a real bitch. <laughs> and I was solo. You, you, yours had to suck harder. Uh, I was solo the first time. Ah. But, uh, and getting back to New York, and just the absolute fucking bleakness of this film, mm-hmm. is they have, is it the doctor, I believe, that they have on the boat, or yeah. is it the American? It's the American they had on the boat, remember, because yes. they locked them under. Yeah, 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 okay. I, I get a little fuzzy at the end of this because it's the, the ending or like the climax of this film Fuck. is a fucking frenzy. 20 minutes of this is zombie action. And that's what I'm saying is that there has to be like watching a zombie movie. That's just zombie kills all the way through. Mm-hmm. It gets boring. It got boring. The 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, it, okay. It, it, I get it. It ramps up so fucking hard that you're just like, it's mayhem. It's utter mayhem mm-hmm. at the end of this. But they, uh, the reporter and the do- doctor's daughter yeah. escape. And they've got the American on the boat. And she's kind of arguing with him like, we have to shoot him. Yeah. Like, we know that's the only way to get rid of these. She did not want him to come. No. And he's saying that we have to bring him. He's the only evidence that we have mm. of there being this insane thing that's happening. And both of those points are correct, mm-hmm. by the way. Yep. So it, it ends in a place that but, is completely understandable yep. for both characters until they turn on the radio. Uh, yes. And they get the radio broadcast from New York. Mm-hmm. The dead are rising. They are taking over the city. Mm-hmm. Which brings us back to the empty boat at the beginning. Because where were all the bodies? Exactly. You know? Oh. It's, it's that cycle that they are doing the exact same thing that whoever was taking this boat, that was their goal. 
Yep. And now they are stuck at sea. With the zombie. With a zombie. Yep. And the place that they were going is full of zombies, Mm -hmm. James. I had questions. It's a fucking bleak ending. Oh, yeah. And with the eight zombies zombies power walking across the Brooklyn Bridge over traffic. I wouldn't say power walking. Well, compared to the other zombies, they would they would have had a little brisk pace there, buddy. Uh, they're probably a lot fresher too. Well, there you go. There you go. I, I oh. mean, those uh, conquistador zombies weren't really moving at a rapid pace. No, they were not. But they were old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, I'm sorry, but how how does fucking how does fucking this reporter know how to sail from where they are in unnamed country? The closest country that I can think of is 90 miles off the coast of maybe uh, Florida. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're going to sail that fucker all the way up to um, Manhattan. Well, I, I, again, I don't know exactly remember if that's their plan, but their plan is to get somewhere and then get back to New York, yes. Okay, you're going to sail <laughs> in the Caribbean well, without a Well, James, chart. what the fuck are they supposed to do? No, they I just know. escaped but, Zombie no, Island. No, but then they were successful, and I'm like, what? Ah, no, that's just me. I spent too much time at sea. It irritates me. That's just me, my old Navy ass. I'm like, what the fuck they're doing? Bad <laughs> squalls and shit. They're so, back. So basically, you don't have a bone to pick with zombie. You nah, got a bone zombies to pick. are great. You got a bone to pick with the ocean. Yes. <laughs> with most of the earth. But what I really also liked about this is you, everybody thinks, oh, if you're on an island, you're safe. The fucking zombie fought a shark and could still keep walking. Exactly. It's going to keep walking until it gets what they want. Yeah, and that's what I think is the really good setup at the beginning when they uh, shoot the zombie that's on the boat because mm-hmm. it falls overboard. Right. You're thinking, we're done. Yeah. That No. <laughs> no, that's probably what started your zombie apocalypse. <sighs> and that's what I really enjoy. I don't think if they... I know there's a zombie three and four and whatever. They just kept assigning the name. And I think... Um, the o- Fulci only had like a little to do with one of them before he died. It was just recutting something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a friend of the pod, Andy Sell, they go through it on their show, uh, Look Good for the Boys, where they watch Zombie 2, 3, and 4. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they do a whole talk about it. Ooh. If you want to hear that, they get more into it than we will. I will get right on that. But, uh, I think it's Zombie 4, Fulci had a little bit to do with, because I think Zombie 3 was just an unrelated movie that they went, it's Zombie 3 now. Yep. Because, again, Italy. Loose laws. <laughs> and, uh, and not even just it's Italy. It's a sequel? Like, uh, just films at the time, you could just kind of do that, too. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's that famous story, was it The Last House on Dead End Street. Oh, Jesus. That was a movie that was lost for years. Like, a dude made it in a... He took all the money that they got for it and spent it all on methamphetamine. Well, you know, like you do. And, like, he had made the movie, and then they did a recut of it, and it played in drive-ins. Uh-huh. And then it got lost. Like, he just lost this movie. <laughs> no idea. Uh-huh. And somebody, like, went to a drive-in and said, hey, I saw this weird fucking movie. And they described it to him, and he was like, that's my goddamn movie. And it had originally been, like, two hours and something. Uh-huh. And if you've ever seen it, it's just madness. It's oh God. absolute madness. It's both a very interesting and bad movie at the okay. same time. 
but like they had cut it down to 90 minutes and the original is just lost forever. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that's kind of like, and it was not called last house on dead end street, but that's what it is now. (laughs) Again, just to exemplify how like the naming and the making a lot of a lot of these like real underground horror films or all that grindhouse shit. Yeah. 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 It's just who made it. Ma. (laughs) We got the money from a couple guys. I don't know. Yeah. uh, This guy says he did. So I guess he did. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody oh. can find any of the people that are in this. Because think about all the movies from, like, all the movies that were funded for, like, the drive-ins and, and all the grindhouses that were all funded by the mob or somebody needed to launder a couple extra bucks or, God, they made a little too much money this week. So, you know, uh-huh. God, so, yeah, the provenance of any of these films got to be ridiculous. And that's what I think there is very much a reason that this is on every list of like greatest zombie movies of all time. Well, I while I was watching it, I, I couldn't put any significance on it because I don't pay attention to it, and I had to watch it last second as usual. But I can see why, because there's an image, again, an image that I had never seen the movie, but I know that image. Uh-huh. You know, I know that image. It's such a part of the, I'm, again, of the regular just, Everyday zeitgeist, I guess. Wow. Now I can see why, though. Because it, it, it doesn't really subvert. Subvert. No. It doesn't do anything that nobody else had done, but it had strung it all and, together in one spot and did it well. And if you can follow the story through the bad dub, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of what might turn a lot of people off, but the story is good. Mm-hmm. And you, again, I've said it at the beginning, but if you're going to make a zombie film, you need a good story. And because think, zombies cannot carry that load for a film. And, and I think they did something that was really, really clever, too, because think about a lot of things. We, I need things explained for me if it's going to have a reason why the zombie died. We need a reason why the zombies are here because it's artificial. It's something that I have not come to understand. You need to set that stage for me. What they did was they just said, hey, it's this. Now, we've, whatever that is, that's something that we already know or that we have some knowledge of. So he didn't have to over-explain it. He just had to pepper a couple references in. And, he, and so he didn't have to. He made me inhabit it myself instead of inhabiting before the movie started. So that was clever as fuck. And what they do to reinforce that is showing him doing the tests with the blood Mm -hmm. and everything coming back inconclusive. Oh, and the equipment in that fucking hospital room. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just uh, looking. Not to make a pun, but primitive. Oh, my God. It's what you might find at, like, the the hut that is the hospital on these islands. And just down to the mason jar lids with with the rubber tubing, it looked like it came out of your your refrigerator. I'm like, oh dear. But yeah, uh, peppering in the you know it's voodoo, and then reinforcing it by showing these inconclusive tests. Yeah, it's a very it's good filmmaking. Oh, hell yeah, it's explaining to your audience and. In a subtle but not so subtle way. I mean, it's obviously clearly text in the film, mm-hmm. but bringing it in to, it's this, it's voodoo. Yeah. None of us understand it either. No, but it's something that's a concept that we are familiar with. And it's, I think it was really smart to not show like a shaman bringing a, right. the dead to rise. Well, that would also put different overtones on this movie. 
You know what I mean? Because what they did was they hinted at. They weren't even specific whether it was Caribbean, whether it was Hispanic, because... And they're just guessing voodoo, we should also mention. They never say voodoo. They do a few times, yes. Okay. Uh, But it's their best guess. Yes. And, and, and again, they, they leave it just vague enough to we don't know what kind of country. They're not in Haiti. They're not in the Caribbean. They're not in there. They're on, on the island of Matul. They're not in Dominica. They're in Caribbean. Yeah. Because on it, the island of Matul, that's all right. we get pretty much. And the, the cool thing about that is when you, when you get any more specific, then you can start reading political. You can start reading racial. You can start reading all these things. Everything was left ambiguous. We, we don't know. It's just a vague, vague Caribbean country. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that, again, lends to it. it. Because if it had gotten political, it would have been a different movie. And I like the fact that it didn't have overt themes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say they they very much do state that it's voodoo because his like native yes, assistant yes, yes. It says you know it's a it's a shaman or it's a voodoo somebody bringing people back from the dead. Mm-hmm. But again, that's drawing on that this is a man made religion, obviously, yes. and it's a mixture, a composite really of two different things. Yes, and the fact that this could happen and it's their best guess. Mm-hmm. And that they never specifically show a shaman doing it. Yep. I think that's just absolutely phenomenal filmmaking because we've talked about monsters being too vague and having too many powers mm-hmm. when a screenwriter needs it. And we've talked about films that get too bogged down in trying to explain their mythology mm-hmm. that it comes apart at the seams. Leaving it just this right amount of vague is just mwah, chef's kiss. It's and this perfect. is where we can talk about what people can do with small budgets, what people can do when we talk about a lot of these things. The talent comes from keeping that subtlety. With all this crazy shit happening, keeping that balance of believability, keeping the audience in mind. Obviously, he's making this for us to watch. So, and any lesser hands, this would have been a shit movie. A shit, shit movie. It would have just been a, a fucking horrible mess to watch. The artistry comes in pulling it together and making it palatable for me. And it, that is just incredible. Yeah, and the pacing. Like we said, yes. you can't have constant zombie action. Mm-hmm. It's, it gets not only disorienting because of the sheer amount of zombies and trying to keep track of all the different characters. Yep. The pacing of the zombie kills in this, is it's, it, it almost reminds me of Jaws. And, like, and adding on top of that, the the mystery, adding on top of that, the TNA, adding on top of that, all these all these little things that don't need to be, if this had, again, if they'd have taken out that yellow aspect, this would have been a fucking grim, fucked up watch. Uh-huh. But because they had all that other shit in there, let's hear it for Italian cinema, fucking A. Uh-huh. Because just when you, you're like, it, the 10 minutes that would have been boring or they would have had an expository or build the world no hey hey check it out naked ladies uh-huh okay fine yeah i sure you want to show me boobs from 1979 hell yeah i'll I'm, watch that in my horror films all day long you're going to have a zombie fight a shark yeah i'm gonna watch that fucking movie james hell yeah so any of these aspects alone would not it takes the artist to mix that oh wow 
I, yeah. I, I love learning about film. Every goddamn week, I learn something fucking new. Yep, and it's definitely one of those films that I think you get out of it what you're willing to like give in to the film. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if you're just kind of casually watching it, it's just kind of a stupid zombie movie. Yep. But when you really take into consideration, yeah, the depth that they didn't need to go to to give you some of these characters and to show you, like, the grimness of this situation. Mm-hmm. It's... But, you know, they could. this would be perfect movie for... You get, like, you know, you have a Halloween party, you put a couple movies on rotate. This would mm-hmm. be great to have a background movie. If you want to watch it, there's something there for you. If you just want to sit back, oh, dude, yep. no, oh... Yeah, it's perfect for that. Yeah, like a like a tragedy, girls. Yes, absolutely. You, you get out of it what you put into it. Essentially, mm-hmm. you know, if if you're willing to sit down and actively watch zombie, oh. it's a good fucking movie. It wasn't as much work as I had put it up to in my head because I had to put some of it off because I saw a couple scenes. I'm like, okay, I got to put this away. I got to watch it during the day or whatever. When I finally got into it, it it did not. I did not have to turn it off very many times. Nope. I think twice. So it's a James turned it off twice movie, so that made it extra good. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very excited because I, I have a couple of zombie movies, obviously, and I think I would like to end it with making you finally watch the one movie that you always told me that you had never wanted to watch, The Old Train to Busan. <laughs> because... Okay. It, because it is one of, like... It's it's got the fast zombies, but it's an evolution of how zombie films were made. I think we're probably going to skip Twenty Eight Days Later because I don't enjoy watching it. I watched it before, and I I, I, I just d- complain. I'm like, ah. I I get it. I get why people like it. I understand it. It's kind of like the White Stripes in that mm-hmm. way. Like I get why people like it. I get why it's good. It's not for me. Right. It's. Yeah. I already saw the crazies. <laughs> yes. So I what. Yeah, I love that I got that text from you the other day. It's just, hey, did we cover the crazies? Like, uh, which one specifically? (laughs) Because uh, we did. Yes. We sure did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, I, I, you know, what I like about these is I can listen to these podcasts in a month and not remember anything that we talked about. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't listen to this bullshit. (laughs) Well, they're enjoyable to me after a while because I'm a sick fucking monster. (laughs) Yeah. It's the only way I can come is by hearing my own voice. You don't have to put my business out there, man. I'll do what I want. Okay. I'm going to go home and listen to my voice and masturbate. Shut up. Man, that would be a a real problematic thing for you to do, I think. I think that might be like, there's not many things you could do behind your own closed doors that might end our friendship, but I think that might be one of them. If I find out that you're pulling our pulling your pud, pulling our pud. Shut up. Don't put our business out there, Chris. If I ever find a situation where you're masturbating both of us while we listen to our podcast. I'll wait a few minutes and then I'll kick your ass. Our friendship is over, James. <laughs> when you're done. God damn it. Speaking of being over, I think we've... Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, James. Yes. Would you recommend Zombie? Yes, I would recommend the fuck out of this movie to my horror movie friends. Yes. If they hadn't already seen it. And I... I wouldn't put this out to a casual. I, I would probably show somebody a Romero film before yes. this if I was going to... If you were showing somebody a zombie flick for the first oh, time... Oh, we, we do not start with zombie. No, 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 no. 
Well, I mean, if you're showing somebody, like, hey, if you want to watch a zombie movie, I got a zombie movie for you. Right, but if they're a zombie virgin... Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think that should be everybody's entree. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's one of the finest films ever made. Well, and, I, and I'm pretty sure we will never cover it nope. because enough has been said. You don't need to hear us I guarantee talk about Night of the Living there, Dead. There's absolutely nothing that we could... I bet you we couldn't even add a dick or fart joke that somebody hasn't already told about Night of the Living Dead. No. Same with Dawn of the Dead and yeah. probably Day of the Dead. Like We will tread zero new ground on that. No, but I think Zombie is one of those films that I don't think gets talked about enough, except for in, like, you know... Poor nerds. Yeah, when you're talking about zombie films, it's it's a fine fucking film. Hell James. yeah. Watch it. It's a fine film. Or don't. Or don't. Hey, James. Yes? Where can people find us? They can find us on our... On you. our what? On our email. Horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find... On the Instagram. And? And on the Facebooks. On the Facebook group, yes. Mm-hmm. We've got our own page. We sure do. And we want the stars. Well, yeah, uh, if you go to Apple Podcasts or at the top of your Spotify mm-hmm. app, if you enjoy what we did, just, all you have to do is click the button. You know what else really, really, really helps? If you leave a written review. Mm-hmm. We would love the fuck out of that. Sure would. Mm-hmm. We'll get around to reading it maybe, too. Hey, I did the one. Uh-huh. Finally. You sure did. How long was that there? Uh, it, how long did it take or how long ago was it? <laughs> how long did it take? Oh, uh, quite a while because I had seen it and then a few weeks later mentioned it to you. And then some weeks later yes, you yes, brought it up. Because I get right on shit. Right the fuck away. We, we appreciate you. We are professional procrastinators. Man, I am full of shit. Yes, we are. Uh, 1979. Mm-hmm. You, you know, one of my favorite things about 1979? They still, they still um, would film women with nice big old butts? No. That we had a president named Jimmy. Ah, yes. Do mm. you realize how odd that is? Uh, not to me, because I grew up no, with that. No, 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 no. I, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, because I... For some reason, didn't have Wi-Fi at work, so I was in my head all day. Oh, dear. Not good. At no point did he go by, at least as far as a president, you don't look in the books and see James nope. Carter. You don't even see a Jim Carter. Nope. I'm pretty sure he'd kick your ass if you called him Jim. We had a fucking president that went by Jimmy. Mm-hmm. We didn't have President Barry Obama. <laughs> nope. What the fuck was happening in 1979 where it was just okay to have a president named Jimmy? Oh, I got stuff. One of my favorite <laughs> well, presidents. We, we could talk for hours. Well, yeah, everybody was just sick of Nixon. And oh, well, there's that too. <laughs> Nixon Dick. And Ford, yeah. Dick Nixon. Oh, man. So Whoa, we got a Dick we, and a Jimmy right away. <laughs> well, yeah, but you look in the books uh-huh. wow. and it's not listed as Dick Nixon. Fair enough, fair enough. But he is Jimmy Carter. There you go. Uh, oh, man. Well, we, His brother we'll Billy. To, we, we got time. We'll have to get into Nixon some other time, because Nixon is one of my favorite oh. historical characters. Just a fascinating human being. How'd you start your morning with a handle of vodka? Ah, next. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the, what is it, the Robert Evans quote, the... Uh, You've been drunk before. You've never been drunk like Nixon in the White House drunk oh, ever was... in your life. Oh, man. I could listen to that guy talk. All right. Let's, before we really start getting in on our Nixon material. Uh, all your should, Nixon material. Cause... <laughs> we should wrap it up. Yeah. We should be, uh, yeah, we should be done. Good night. 
I think we should I'm be done, gonna, James. Yeah, let's, let's be done. We should. We should. Really you know, you got to kind of edge your finger towards the fucking thing. Get it the right time, first time, fucker. Don't you? Don't pressure me. I'm Do it. Trying. Do I'm it. Trying real hard. You're